Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, what's happening? So, look, I'm back in the other side of my studio for the first time in two years, which can mean only one thing. Yes, there's a new Star Wars film. Your destiny. First and foremost, let me say it, spoilers, 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 there's going to be all kinds of spoilers, so if you don't want the film spoiled, please do not watch this video, and don't be one of those pricks who spoils it for others. I'm trying my best not to be that, but I also couldn't help but talk about this film. So yeah, two years since I was sat here reviewing what I thought was everything wrong with Star Wars that had been made by Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. And the main problem I have with it is that I don't think it's very good. The creepy pair of milk alien thing was weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it actually was really weird. That I've managed to craft the time to talk about Star Wars twice should tell you that it's caused an emotional response in me almost as big as the last one did. The last one, just for clarity, I thought was rubbish. I don't think it's very good. I thought there were some decent elements to it, but I thought what Ryan Johnson had done is taken the Star Wars lore, taken the things that most of us who grew up with Star Wars held dear and kind of just flushed them down the toilet for shock value. And look, there's a lot of people who like that movie, a lot, and they're fine, they're entitled to it. There are plenty of fine things about that. The horse, cow, dog, things. No, no, not for me. Look, I'll be honest, I was terrified going into The Rise of Skywalker because I really like Star Wars. I, I do. I like Star Wars. Look, I, I, it's mad. I have here, it's been in my office the entire time this channel has existed. This is our family copy of the original Star Wars taped off the TV. Star Wars and Olive Jamis. Anyway, there it is. Look, this is the, ori the original, the original un-Lucas touched, hand shoots first, Un, unbelled and whistled Star Wars. I've loved Star Wars. I've had Star Wars in my life for the entirety of my life. Luke Skywalker, 
Han Solo, Princess Leia, all of that shebang. But I'm now a father. I'm 36 years old. I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And I've chosen this year to finally start to introduce them into Star Wars. And I'll be honest with the final part of it coming out, I thought, oh my God, what if it's terrible? Because if this movie is terrible, then it's basically ruined the entirety of Star Wars because, let's face it, the prequels are crap. Yippee! They are bad. I don't like sound. And it gets everywhere. They are really bad movies. You don't need me to tell you this. If you want to know why, go and watch the Red Letter Media reviews of them. Oh my God. They're terrible. Not good movies, not well-constructed movies, and just poor, poor, poor choice of plots. And again, George Lucas, it was a clusterfuck. Let's be perfectly honest. But going back and watching the original, A New Hope, and we've just watched Empire Strikes Back. So I got to see this through the eyes of a seven-year-old, a seven-year-old me, effectively, for the first time, and seeing the excitement and seeing the way that they're sucked into the, the action, the drama, and the pacing, and, and again, the lore, and the meaning with the force, and the, the force that runs through the galaxy, and all the really, really good stuff, and the, the battle of the rebellion, all the things that are just fantastic about those original trilogy films. And I'm thinking, well, for a start, I've somehow got to get him through eight movies to be able to take him to the cinema to watch this one, um, which is a trial. It's a trial that I'm going to make easier by not watching the prequels ahead of it. But if this film was terrible, you think, what's the point? <laughs> just stop. Just watch Return of the Jedi. No, son, there's no more. There are no more Star Wars films. There was just the three. But why is it called episode four, five, and six? That shh. We don't talk about the other Star Wars films. But we can talk about the other Star Wars films now. We can do, because J.J. Abrams has saved Star Wars. He's done it. He saved Star Wars. Thank you, J.J. Abrams, you wonderful, wonderful visionary man. So many of the things that left me disappointed about Ryan Johnson's film was those elements that were set up in The Force Awakens that I was really excited by. You wanted to see how it tied in previously, and I get the notion of The Last Jedi, and I get what he was trying to accomplish, and that was trying to make it so that, look, there's no royal bloodlines, and there's not all about one family and all the magical people in the universe. It's not about kings and queens. It's about everyday people who can who can rise up and all that and become Jedi themselves. That actually, the notion of that was absolutely fine, but you just didn't need to butcher all the characters we really enjoyed to get yourself there, particularly Luke Skywalker. Anyway, look, I've done this video on it. I've done this video already. I don't think it's very good. I'm going to talk about The Rise of Skywalker and why I think it's perfect and a perfect way to end, whether they end it or not, the Star Wars franchise and why it has saved Star Wars because ultimately what it means is you can now go back and watch them all. It's a it's a complete story again. You know, it was a complete story when it was three parts. They had another three. Then it was, I own the complete saga on Blu-ray. It's not complete, you fucking lying bastards. It's now a two-thirds complete. It's fine. It's fine, it's fine. What they've done in wrapping this up means that, yes, you can go back and you can rebuy it, you can rewatch and you can get all these films again. But it also means that, look, with Disney buying Lucasfilm, they're going to be making Star Wars films forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever because it's a massive franchise and it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make Skywalker films and what have you, but they're going to make Star Wars. And let's be honest, uh, a combination of The Last Jedi and Solo, which is fine, by the way, it's fine. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. When have I ever steered you wrong? We were very much on the path to just, is Star Wars rubbish? Is Star Wars just crap? And I'll be honest, if this film had been bad, you look at it and say, well, the first three films in the, the prequel trilogy are rubbish. A New Hope is 
quaint. It sets it all off. It's fine, but it's 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 a very flawed movie. Empire Strikes Back is fantastic. Jedi is a bit silly, but it's still really good. And then you've got Force Awakens, which is okay because the throwback movie, the second film's crap, and the third film's crap. So you're looking at what two really good films out of nine. I really like Rogue One, but and so uh, there's they're on the verge to more misses than hits. And does that mean Star Wars dies? Would that be a bad thing? I'm not sure because the more you make, the more likely you are to catastrophically cock something up. But at least they've earned the right to do it now. Here's the things, and this is where the real spoilers happen. This is where we talk about what J.J. Abrams got right. I think he's gone out of his way to correct a lot of the mistakes made by Ryan Johnson. People don't want to be told that the mythos and all the characters they grew up and everything they, they, they grew up bought into doesn't matter, that it doesn't count, that it's for nothing, that it's for naught. He managed to bring that back. And particularly given the fact that obviously Carrie Fisher died before this movie, and it's telling, you know, it's one of the few mm, creaky moments in the film is knowing that there is very, very limited footage of her and how they've managed to craft a role for her in this film. I think they've done a very, very good job with what they have available. But it's, there's just a moment where, you, you've run out of footage, you have to make something work. They've promised they weren't going to CGI it or whatever. And they've had to... It, there's a little moment in the movie where the, the, she goes off to contact Ben thing is just... But it's a minor point because it leads to, some, it leads to something else. And you can use the the notion that the, she somehow just sacrificed herself to to help push him towards the light side. And I, I can I can make my peace with that because that's also not the end of the involvement of Leia in the movie. She gets a little bit of payoff and she gets a payoff for her fans, which I think is the big thing, which we kind of, we kind of did with Luke Skywalker in the last movie. You get you get a much round, more rounded picture of their story in this movie, bringing back Han Solo, bringing back Luke Skywalker, and seeing a young Leia training as a Jedi, letting her have a lightsaber. Like, look, is it just fanboy service? Yeah, yeah, probably, probably is just fanboy service. But you know what? Fuck it. It's science fiction. Science fiction thrives on fanboy service. You know, you're not looking to win Academy Awards with this. You're not looking to make old bearded conservative men stroke their chins and go oh yes dynamic character structure but no you go in there to make people thrill and marvel at things and if you've particularly got something to tie into a past and you can tie into the nostalgia factor but also put a fresh spin on it and even better look at what marvel studios have done with the avengers I cried three times during Endgame because, not because necessarily the sad moments, I cry because I'm a huge geek and I got to see Captain America have a complete story, Iron Man have a complete story, I got to see Peter Parker, Spider-Man, use an instant kill which was from the start of another movie and it seemed like a throwaway thing and it all makes sense and it was just, it was pure wonderful fan service. Avengers Assemble. Avengers! <laughs> That, that, what this film did was it brought those style moments 
back into the Star Wars universe. It's got the callbacks, and I'm sure there'll be hardcore movie critics who will look at it and say, it's too much, it was a bit ham-fisted in, in some of the references here and there, Chewbacca getting his medal. Well, you know what? Fuck you, because ultimately, if it's going to be the last movie, why not? Why not just have a big payoff? Why not give the characters that are there everything that they always wanted? Give them that happy send-off, give them those things, so we can, who the, the people who grew up with those characters, we, we take those characters and their journey to heart, to, to, we feel for them when they feel happiness, when they get the things that they, they deserve through the story arcs. It makes us feel good as well. So you walk out of the movie with a real sense of a feel-good factor. It was a stupid little throwaway moment that hardcore Star Wars geeks know Chewbacca does not get a medal in A New Hope for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> that he gets the medal at the end. These are the little moments that just, you make you smile when you're in the cinema. And that for me is what cinema is all about. Getting to see Luke and Leia duking it out with lightsabers, albeit only briefly, sparingly using the de-aging tech or, or CGI, whichever it was. Great, it just, it, it, it filled my heart up with with joy to, to see those characters doing something that we, we we thought we'd never get to see them you know you've got the the now you know expanded universe of books which have all been put into non-canon those things happen in those books i've read those stories i've lived those stories i've seen those character arcs, and i was sad that those stories didn't exist and we, those characters wouldn't get to live out those stories we wouldn't get to see leia as a jedi so even seeing it just for a very brief moment makes you feel great and it also gives you hope that there might be something down the line maybe technology improves to a point and look maybe maybe it would be in poor taste to bring uh, Carrie Fisher back I don't know but it gives me hope that those stories are there to be told great great because we've now got the the interconnective tissue that weaves the films together and I thought it was handled spectacularly what you got from J.J. Abrams who can be a little bit a little bit too style over substance at times. Not Michael Bay style over substance, but, you know, maybe a, a touch too much. A few too many lens flares for fans of the Star Trek films might, might appreciate. What? What is it about lens flare that you find so appealing dramatically and visually? I know I get a lot of grief for that, but there are times when I'm working on a shot, I think, oh, this would be really cool. But he's, he's, he's gotten the emotional tone right and he's got the sense of adventure. And the beauty is I, I wonder what would happen to these characters. Do I like these characters enough to watch an entire movie of them? And to, until what the final, pretty much the end of the second act, I was enthralled. I was enjoying the, 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 the camaraderie between the characters. I was enjoying their story. I realized that I was watching a Star Wars movie that didn't have Luke Skywalker in or Han Solo in or largely Princess Leia in, etc., etc. Yes, you've got the, the tie-ins, you've got the droids, etc. But I was watching these characters and I was enjoying their journey. I was enjoying the interactions of them. It felt like a it felt like Star Wars, but new Star Wars. And I, I and so in that regard, as much as the fan service was great, I actually enjoyed the way that you can do you can make a movie that fans enjoy without it having to be totally on the nose which i understand was probably the concern with force awakens but again now what you've got is so many of the the, the things that were set up in force awakens that were, were maybe just callbacks or, or seen as fan service have been paid off really neatly and I can't help but just wonder what would have happened if they'd just given J.J. Abrams the, the middle episode. Would we have been able to see a little bit more Luke Skywalker? Would he have been better used? Would 
the redemption of Kylo Ren being a little bit more drawn out, perhaps. We'll, we'll never know. And obviously the big regret is, is, is Carrie Fisher just not getting to see her. The talk was that she, we were going to see her properly with a lightsaber, and that would have been fantastic. And the nods of her being called Master by, by, by Rey is, is great. It would have been lovely to be able to see more of it, but given what was, I think, given what was left after The Last Jedi, I think what J.J. Abrams was able to do, he's picked up the plot points that he wanted carried over. He's managed to weave a few of the loose strands left that he obviously just couldn't write off. And he's brought them together in a way that I think personally, as a fan of Star Wars, it's brought the series together to a wonderful conclusion. And, you know, even being able to, maybe it was a touch, it ended up being a touch rush, but the redemption of Ben Solo, I think, works. It was it was close. It was a tight one, but it did work. I got a really a, a feel good factor, and that's for me what what was right ultimately about this and why it saved Star Wars is because yes, Star Wars is about lightsabers and it's about Jedi and it's about Sith, but it's about hope. What is it they've sent us? Hope. It's what Rogue One got really right. It's about this notion of, it's more of a religious sort of parody in some ways because obviously the idea that, you know, you, the, the force of you're a good person and you, you, you can work together with people and you can achieve better goals. And the idea of rebellion, we live in pretty dark times in the real world. We don't need Star Wars to be dark and miserable as well. We need things like Star Wars. We need science fiction to be a ray of hope. We need the, 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 the message that, look, people who are, probably let's say left-leaning and probably feel a lot of empathy with the star wars stories with the the, the plight of the rebellion etc etc and i think the, the situation that it was left in where you, you're faced with an impossible task i think a lot of people in, in america feel that i think if people in the uk feel that and i'm sure there's people in far worse situations country-wise probably feel that as well and so to have this message that you know if you if you feel you're on the right side you can rise up you can stand up against evil overlords and dictators etc etc is a fantastic message and that is that has been the message of star wars yes the prequels look if you if you remade the prequels now i think they'd be far better and i think they could tie into this far better than they are but when you if you if you if you just kind of push them to one side and you look at what the original trilogy was and now what this is that is the is the is the running theme is that stay close with your friends but together you can achieve anything and you can you can be bigger than the people who seem like they're impossibly powerful. And I love that message. And again, I left the cinema with a massive smile on my face, um, bouncing down the street. And I can't wait to show my kids the rest of the Star Wars films now. I can't wait to go and take them to see their reaction. I know now they're going to be able, having because it's good that they're going to pass it on to their children. Their children, that for me is the point of Star Wars. Um, that and buying lots of toys and lightsabers, which I'm 100% going to do. Uh, we definitely need more Star Wars toys in here. Yeah, absolutely. Just being able to tie it all back, taking it back to Tatooine, doing the sort of burial thing, taking the name of Skywalker, it all, for me, it all it all works. Um, there'll be criticisms of the film, I'm sure there will. I'm sure people who are inclined to, to, to bash these things will find problems with it. Fine, I loved it. If you loved it, let me know in the comments below. Uh, movies should make you happy. Movies should make you... Particularly action and science fiction movies, I think, should make you want to be the characters. They should make you feel an extra foot tall, puffy chest out a bit broader. They should make you want to do flips. Um, and they certainly did that and, again, helped 
me find a new love for the existing films as well so yeah uh, yeah if you enjoyed it let me know in the comments below let me know your thoughts on it but no spoilers no spoilers once again don't go on it don't go on social media and ruin it for people don't be a prick uh, is all i'll say to that uh, other than that thank you very much everyone subscribe to the channel if you like movie stuff i can do movie stuff i enjoy movie stuff it's literally what i'm trained in um i know more about movies than i know about football probably is no surprise that people have watched my football videos uh thanks very much everyone oh i've got a patreon patreon.com forward slash mate if you want more of this stuff come and get involved with me over there it helps support what i do and that would be amazing anyway may the force be with you and all that bad it's really bad hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.